Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. We're your hosts, Mac and Ken's founders of Delight Ministries, and we're coming to you live from the Delight headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee. I can't believe the moment has come. We're doing our podcast. Aren't you excited? We're so excited. This is so fun. We've been waiting for this moment. It's our time to I've been doing vocal exercises every night before bed. Uh, Well, she's low-key a singer, so... Yes. She might be singing at the end of this podcast. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay (laughs) tuned. Well, we first wanted to start off with just sharing a little bit of the story of how Mac and I met, what our friendship is like today, and a little bit about Delight Ministries, which is the organization that we run and lead and started. So to start it all off, I'll take you back. Take a back. To 2012, <laughs> when we first met at Belmont University in I Nashville. I think it was 2011. Was it? Yes, because okay. we graduated high school in 2011. Oh, yeah, I did. I remember my high school chant. Okay. Two, oh, one, one, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Throwback. Throwback. Okay, well, so 2011, that's where we first met. Um, we were actually at summer orientation, which, in my opinion, is the worst ever. I'm scared of group gang games. What? I loved summer orientation. Yeah, Mac I owned was summer orientation. So there we were in a circle at Belmont, and Mac was there just basically running this group of mafia I think we were playing yeah I think it was she like knew who everybody was like was just running this circle and I was sitting there like scared in the corner to like be noticed and well funny thing is you know how on um when you go to college you have the Facebook group beforehand where you can like see people and find roommates oh yeah I remember seeing your Facebook and thought she was I thought you were a cool Cali girl this is the first time this has been revealed are you lying I figured for the podcast I should bring out some secrets wow I've never been told things I feel honored yes I remember looking at your Facebook and there's pictures of you hiking at like Runyon Canyon or something oh with friends probably I remember thinking you looked like a cool Cali oh, girl oh wow good first impression yeah I had a good first impression of you you didn't of me no I was kind of like judging her I was like this girl is way too loud like she's just too much I think she's just trying to like be noticed <laughs> but really now that I know her it's not that at all she just I come alive games. at game time yeah, yeah I do so anyways that's where we first met I'm not even sure if we really met met then but that's where I remember her first and then um our first introduction was at Belmont in the first week of school um we were in the cafeteria getting lunch with our moms embarrassing already <laughs> JK love you mom we love you mom but Max mom overheard my mom call me Mackenzie and then they forced us to introduce and we exchanged some like awkward words. Yes. Apparently within the first couple of weeks, I told Mac 
um, that I was going to join a sorority, which I ended up not joining a sorority, but she decided she wasn't going to be friends with me. Not true. Okay. We decided, I don't know if you remember this, but we decided to hang out. My roommate and your roommate, we all like walked to Sweet Cece's or something (laughs) and it was closed or something like that. And I remember, you know, you're trying to figure out, am I going to be friends with this person? Am I not going to be friends with them? And I remember asking her, are you going to join a sorority? And she's like, yeah, totally. I'm definitely joining a sorority. And I thought to myself, I wasn't joining one. And I was like, oh, she's going to have so many sorority friends. She's probably not like a good friend option for me. because uh, She'll have too many friends. You had to eliminate them quickly. You know, I didn't want to get my hopes up. And then you yeah. be too busy with your sorority friends. For I me. get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I get that. Yeah. That's why. But we ended up not really being friends, even though you didn't join a sorority. But I remember really vividly, this is another I think we've never really talked about before, but I remember being at a worship night. It was a random worship night and you were there and um, we were worshiping next to each other randomly. And I think we looked at each other in the middle of the worship night and we're like, we should be friends. Let's go to dinner. Uh, How scenty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so we went into dinner the very last night of freshman year. And um, I remember sitting across the table and it was just one of those conversations where we, I thought to myself like, wow, this girl is the real deal. She loves Jesus. And I have just been looking for a friend like her. And, um, like I said, last night of freshman year. So we kept in touch over the summer. We texted a little bit here and there. And then we got back sophomore year to Belmont. And I asked her if she wanted to start a Bible study with me. And we started this Bible study at Belmont. It was a Bible study for women. And it was just really cool to see the community that formed from it. And then that little Bible study grew and grew into a women's community at our campus. And today... Delight is actually on over 125 campuses across the country. It is a women's ministry that truly builds Christ-centered community on college campuses and invites them into a weekly Bible study time where we go through our curriculum that's based around stories, where you just share the highs and the lows of being in college and trying to walk with the Lord through all the struggles of college of loneliness or trying to figure out what your major is going to be or um, anxiety or depression and all these different things and kind of how God is present in the midst of it. So we spend our days running delight and building Christ in our community on college campuses, which is so fun. Yeah, we love it. And along the way, we became best friends. Best <laughs> friends. We were roommates in college for a short amount of time. Yes. No longer roommates, but we have a lot of fun. We love to eat together. We do. We can guess each other's orders at restaurants. Basically read each other's minds is what Always. that means. We have superpowers when it comes to each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to give them a little bit of a background of how For the Girl was created and where that yeah. all came from. So like Mac mentioned, um, all of our Delight chapters go through curriculum week to week, and it's a compilation of stories of different college women. They're so awesome. It's really like the real moments through college that brought them closer to the Lord or taught them something significant about their faith and Um, you know, they're talking about things like just feeling lonely in school or feeling homesick, comparing, um, dealing with like insecurities with their body image, like just a number of things that we all walk through and delight on campuses becomes a safe place where you can open up about all of these things and lay it out on the table and build like such like 
strong friendships with each other, keep each other accountable and just share those burdens and get closer to Jesus. And it's so, so powerful. And one thing out the gate that we knew when it came to building these books and these stories is we wanted it to be just about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like we wanted these stories to be about things that we're going through and how like Jesus is in the midst of it. And we decided that we didn't want to include any stories about like boys and dating and relationships just because we've probably all been in those Bible studies before where like there might be even like one paragraph in that week's study that talks about like a, a girl. Breakup yeah. Or anything. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden the whole Bible study is like about breakups and yeah. boys <laughs> and crushes and stuff like that. And we just wanted to like, we wanted to avoid that happening. And so we never had stories about boys. Yeah. And then along the way, we realized that it is still something that people want to talk about. And it's a huge part of college. And so um, we were thinking and brainstorming of how we could make that happen. And we were like, okay, well, let's just create one book separate from the series, all about stories of girls who went through different things with dating and relationships. And mm -hmm. that's where For the Girl started. So the table of contents is like for the girl who is anxious about being single, for the girl who's dealt with sexual sin, for the girl who's dating a non-believer, for the girl who's in a long distance relationship. It's so fun. She's obsessed with the table of contents. Obsessed with the, the table of contents. The amount of time she asked me, will you Instagram a picture of the table of contents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mac is in charge of all like a lot of the marketing that happens here at Delight. But I secretly think that I can like do really great things on the marketing end and so I was like you're missing the mark we need the table of God I think I did for you one time oh yeah we got there yeah we got, we there. got there um <laughs> anyways for the girls been amazing um it's been so cool to see how many people relate with different aspects of it and kind of pick up the book and put it down in seasons where they really need it yeah and yeah. yeah. For the Girl has been so awesome. Just the response we've gotten. I've gotten so many emails and text messages and phone calls of people just saying, oh my goodness, I read this story. It's so applicable to what I'm going through right now. And it's just exactly what I needed to hear. And we released For the Girl about two years ago. And since then, I've done some other fun things with it. We've gone on tour with it. Um, done just some other little things along the way. But Ken's and I were sitting in our office this past September and kind of talking about it and just brainstorming. And um, we're reflecting on a conversation that we had had with one of our mentors. And we're working on a back-to-school devotional. And one of the days for the devotional, we wanted to talk about dating and relationships and kind of focusing on the right relationships. And she um, asked us, she said, if you could go back and tell your freshman year self, like one thing when it comes to dating and relationships, what would you tell yourself? And both Ken's and I and our, you know, thinking we're wise being 26 year olds now, uh, we were talking about it. And we were like, oh, we tell ourselves like, just don't worry about it. It's not important. Just forget about it. Like, it's not <laughs> going to matter at the end of the day. And she looked at us and she said, would you have listened? And we both kind of sat there and we're like, well, no, of course not. We would have still been just as boy crazy or just as focusing on that and um, still would probably would have made all the same mistakes and everything like that. And so we just felt really challenged to see, um, kind of figure out a way where, where how do we talk about this topic, this topic that's hard to talk about in Christian circles? And how do we um, kind of address the fact that this is a thing that 
we as college women are thinking about and struggling with and going through and how do we give really good language to that? And so that's when we came up with this idea for our new book, which is called How to Prepare for Your Future Love Story and the Delight Dating Personality Quiz. Yes, I love what you said there. Like it's just so true. Like dating and relationships is relevant to like all all women that yeah all women yeah probably just all women, women and forever yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but you know whether you're single and you're anxious about that or you're dating somebody and just have a lot of doubts and insecurities about it or you're in an unhealthy relationship or you're about to get married and you there's a lot of unknowns yeah. in that like whatever it is like the whole like subject of dating relationship in relationships is like so relevant to mm-hmm. everybody. And honestly, if we think about it, it's probably like 60% of what we're thinking about all of the time, yes. like, which if sounds you, crazy. Seriously, if you like went through and took record of all of our thoughts, I wonder what the percentage would be. I might be embarrassed to know what the percentage would be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's so cool that we're stepping into this and getting to just like talk about this and create language around it. And there's really not that much out there for it. So, We're really hoping to provide curriculum resources and just more like information inside scoop of what it's like to date and be in relationships. But even further than that, like how the Lord is in the midst of it all. And he truly is. I think that this is a part of our soul and our spirit and our lives that we can totally intangibly like surrender to him and Mm -hmm. he can speak so much into it and so yeah I'm excited to share all this with everybody yeah and it's been so cool this past January we officially released the dating personality quiz and over 12,000 of you have already taken this quiz and figured out what your dating personality is and how you approach dating and relationships and it's been so fun just to see everybody's responses so if you haven't taken the quiz yet you should definitely take the quiz we'll provide links in the show notes and everything. Um, But the quiz is really cool because it truly does kind of give you a behind the scenes glance or glimpse at how you approach dating. And so we figured this out. This is so funny. We've gotten a lot of questions about how did you guys come up with this? And I think it really comes back to the fact that Ken's and I have just spent so much of our time talking with college women and really like getting to hear the depths of their hearts because delight is built on vulnerability. People are just, I think, a little bit more vulnerable with us than maybe other people. And so we've really gotten to see the the messy parts of people's hearts, the pretty parts of people's hearts, their desires, their fears, their wants, all of these different things. And so we kind of took all of that knowledge of spending so much time with college women and kind of just started to notice that there are some specific types that really come out of how people approach dating and relationships. And so we probably spent in total like many, many hours, I don't even know how many hours, at our whiteboard thinking through all of this and um, just kind of brainstorming. And so we came up with six types of daters that we want to give you a little bit of a glimpse into. So the first type is the romantic. And the romantic is the girl that loves love. She's the one that probably always has a crush or she has a boyfriend or somebody that she's head over heels in love with, but then that might end and the next week she's head over heels in love with somebody else. Yeah, um, She loves the story. She wants an epic, amazing love story and she will stop at nothing to get it. 
But oftentimes the romantic is the girl who can kind of get so swept up in her relationship or her love story that she loses focus of what God might be calling her to do in her Mm -hmm. life. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit of the romantic. Good description. I love the romantic. The romantic's one of our favorites because she's usually just so fun and fun-loving. Yes. Exciting to be around. The next one is the independent. So the independent is your classic girl boss. She's like so focused on her own dreams and ambitions that she just doesn't really leave any time or space um, for dating. And the thing about the independent that is interesting that you might skip over is that they actually really want love and desire that, but they're just really scared to let it in because that means that they're letting somebody into their personal life and they might see their flaws and they might see that they're not so perfect as they've sought out to be. And they basically hate that. They want to like keep this strong image. And they also just really don't want to lose focus from like where God is calling to them, yeah. which is so strong and so cool, but also um, there's so much like there's so much fruit in being vulnerable and so and opening yourself up to others. And so yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the podcast there. Yes, the independent. I'm actually the independent. So and the independent is really cool because I think that it's such a, a gift and a blessing to be so driven and be able to like chase after your passions. But also I think for the independent, it's really important to learn how to be vulnerable and how to kind of not be afraid of those desires and kind of that softer side of you too. So yeah, independent. Next up is the flirt. So the flirt is the girl who like easy to understand, but she's the one who loves attention and affirmation. Um, she, she loves love at the end of the day too, kind of like the romantic, but she goes about it in such a different way. She is probably the girl that is always texting multiple guys. She's always got like a couple that are, you know, on her radar that she's been chatting with, flirting with, hanging out with. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the flirt has gotten really good at kind of manipulating situations to where she gets a lot of attention and affirmation. But at the end of the day, she really fears commitment and she fears choosing the wrong person and kind of being stuck with that decision the rest of her life. And so often she kind of settles for this cheap attention and really fears what a long-term relationship or um, what it might look like to kind of settle down with one person. So I think it's important for the flirt to be able to really fill herself up with God's attention and affirmation first so that she's not kind of always reaching for a little bit of an an attention from anybody that she can find. So yeah, the flirt. Ken's Ken's is a flirt. (laughs) Oh yeah. They're the best. Won't I say so myself? She says everybody's the best. Just notice. Oh yeah. (laughs) The romantic is our favorite. I won't do that. (laughs) Okay. The next one is the committed. Yes. Uh, The committed is the best. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The committed is the girl who is just so excited to be a wife and a mom. She probably loves HGTV. HGTV, yep. <laughs> She's already pinning her wedding and all the things. She's just ready to get married. Do you um, have a Pinterest wedding board? Do you have a Pinterest? I I don't have a Pinterest Didn't wedding you use board. Use my Pinterest for a while. I don't a have a Pinterest, so I maybe have gone on to Pinterest.com. I remember you once asking me for my Pinterest login. Wow, that's surprising. I have no this idea what I college, would do on Pinterest. I think you did. You and you pinned for a second onto my boards. <laughs> that's pretty good. I hope I didn't mess up the like color scheme or whatever you you're going did. for. 
You messed with my aesthetic <laughs> on my Pinterest. Back to the committed though. Yes. They are, they truly are just, it kind of says it in the word. They're committed. They're ready to get married. Um, and they are looking for the future husband, somebody to just compliment their life with them. But the issue with the committed is they often can compromise like their God's calling on their life and their purpose. They almost put like their future relationship above that, um, which is really dangerous because the Lord might be calling them into something, maybe calling them to spend a couple of their years of their life like going on mission or doing something just for him. And they're hesitant to, to drop their desires and just follow him like recklessly and abandonedly follow him. And mm-hmm. so, um, that's the committed and you'll hear a little bit more later. Yeah. So next up is the rescuer. And I think the rescuer is, uh, I think it's actually maybe the least popular type, but it's to me one of the most interesting. So the rescuer is the girl who desperately wants to be needed in a relationship. So it's not so much so that she wants the comfort of a relationship. She just really wants somebody who will fully rely on her and who will never leave her. And so because of this, she's typically drawn to dare we say the bad boys kind of, you know, Uh-oh. I always think Ken's never gets this reference, but let's see if you guys do. You remember the Hills, Audrina to me, the class, she's the classic rescuer because of her love for Justin Bobby. I, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> he sounds cute and if bad. You, if you know what that means, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for liking the Hills at one point. I loved the Hills. So yes, Audrina, our classic rescuer, but the rescuer is the girl who loves the bad boys. Um, she's kind of a fixer upper. She loves to fix up guys. She wants to be the one that is the exception that can turn the bad boy good. Or she maybe is drawn to guys that have a lot of baggage or emotional turmoil or just things in their life that she can really be there for them. She's really honestly probably a servant at the end of the day. She loves to serve and give of herself in relationships, but oftentimes she'll kind of let all the other areas of her life just start to crumble. She'll ghost her friends. She'll, you know, let go of her uh, obligations and things that she has to get done because she's so fixated on being there for this person. And so I think it's really important for the rescuer to realize, first of all, that it's not her job to rescue people, but then also um, really kind of let the Lord take that rescuer place in her life so that she's not looking to have the stability of somebody needing her all the time. And so, yeah, the rescuer is another really interesting type too. Next and last actually is the cautious. So the cautious is the girl who really hasn't had much dating experience. Um, And this has led her to just be kind of like insecure around guys in general. Um, She's like nervous around them, insecure around them. She has like super strong like morals and she's also like has probably a really sweet relationship with Jesus because she spent like so much time with just him, which is like amazing. But she's also just like has let her insecurities get the best of her and is pretty much avoiding guys at this point. Um, Even in relationships, she's um, just nervous to be herself She struggles being herself. She struggles balancing a relationship and a relationship with Jesus. So um, the cautious is one of our most popular types, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many girls out there who have really honestly probably let their insecurities get the best of them. And hopefully more through this podcast, we'll speak on like how to just really like call out um, just more confidence in all of us as we approach our dating life. 
Yes, yes, so good. And we want to give you a glimpse into what you can expect from this season of the For the Girl podcast. We are so excited about what we have planned. So for the next six episodes, we are going to be interviewing each one of the six types. We have one of our friends, somebody from our community who perfectly fits this type. Uh, So the flirt, the romantic, the independent, the cautious, the rescuer, all of them. We're going to be interviewing each one and dedicating an episode to them and just talking truly about, you know, what it's like to be that type. What are the specific struggles they face? What are the specific um, things that maybe God has been speaking to these women. And so I think it's going to be really encouraging and insightful. Mm -hmm. So be sure to listen to all the episodes, but make sure you pay special attention to your episode. And truly our heart for all of this is, you know, I think about it sometimes like we, we like talking about dating and relationships and we think it's really helpful and good. But at the end of the day, like we love to talk about Jesus. And so every single episode is going to go back to that. It's it's not just going to be about, you know, how um, we're never going to tell you, you know, how far is too far with your boyfriend, or we're not going to tell you, you know, five ways to get the guy, or we're not going to tell you like, when know. you're going to get married yeah. or yeah. how to not be anxious about your singleness or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. Because honestly, like we don't have all those answers, yeah. Yeah. but we do know that like the one place that you can go to take your heart and to like get those answers is truly at the feet of Jesus. So mm-hmm. our whole heart and vision behind this is for this just to be a place that leads you back to the feet of Christ. Like every single time um, when you have these questions, when things seem fuzzy, when you're like, gosh, I have this desire to be in a relationship and I can't get past it. What do I do? I think our advice is always going to be like, take it to the Lord. And so that's truly like the vision behind everything that we're doing here. Yeah. I might be spoiling our book a little bit, but um, our book is titled How to Prepare for Your Future Love Story. And there's just so much purpose in that. I think as women, we just spend so much time um, just like desperately looking and desperately like seeking somebody to be with forever. And we're comparing it to the person next to you. And it just causes this like anxiety and desperation in your heart where Mm -hmm. that can truly be reverted to just be like, how is God, like, instead of looking, how can we just, like, prepare right now? Like, where is God, like, calling you? How is he speaking to you? And that's really, like, what we want to dive into. And what we'll come to find out, and this is where I might be spoiling a little bit, but (laughs) really all along is, like, the true love story, which sounds so cheesy, Mm -hmm. but our love story with God is already happening in front of us. And if we just lean into that a little bit further, I think that, like, desperate part of our heart that anxious part of our heart for somebody in this world will really just dissipate. Like Mm -hmm. it's not about that. Like once we actually can get so intimately close with Jesus and fall in love with him and like step into that love story day in and day out, we won't really need anything else. And truly, like Mac is saying, we're not going to say that's the end all be all. And like, it's not about your husband or, you know, like we're not, we're going to talk about boys, which is fun. Yes. I love that. Actually, the podcast has a really good vibe of like 
fun, like hilarious dating stories yeah. <laughs> and like maybe breakups, maybe embarrassing moments, maybe everything under the sun. But then it also has a lot of good Jesus moments. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah, it definitely does. Definitely does. We can't sit here and pretend like we're total dating experts because we are not. Um, but I think it's really cool because I know so much of this stuff out there, so much of the curriculum or encouragement or sermons on dating and relationships oftentimes comes from married people. And if you're anything like me, I listen to that sometimes and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to listen to you. You're married. You got it figured out. So I think that we're hoping to bring a fresh perspective of two women who are seriously like, we're in this with you. We're trying to figure out what it's like to date and to love Jesus all at the same time. And how do you balance that? And how do you pursue the Lord while also pursuing relationships? And so we're excited to go on this journey with you. And we thought to kick it off, it'd be kind of fun to share a little bit of our dating history. Dun, dun, dun. Ah. I'm so nervous. I've been nervous about this for a long time, actually. I know. We're really like giving them the inside scoop yes. into our... Um, everyday lives as the independent a true independent being true. vulnerable is very tough for me and who knows who's going to be listening to this podcast so I'm a little nervous oh wow so I'm why nervous for you, you all of a sudden off <laughs> with okay. your dating history <laughs> okay oh okay okay yes, if you, you ask it. if yes. you ask well um yes um so I'm the flirt as Mac mentioned so with that said I love boys and attention from boys <laughs> to put it plainly yeah that's um, true but to just share a little bit of my dating history yes take us back wow way way back to the the kiss on the playground really just you're going back that no far. no no high i don't school, even want it you dated a lot yes. in high school okay so say? that's where it all started is i dated a lot in high school i dated one guy pretty seriously for two years and he was amazing his name is Timmy. Timmy, hey, Timmy. you out there, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's not out there. <laughs> I hope so. Oh um, but anyways, Timmy was amazing. We did for two years. It was great. I, it was like honestly, uh, sadly, a lot like other relationships I've been in after that, where I truly like got in it and um, just led him to thinking I was probably a lot more serious about it than I actually was mm -hmm. um, because that's a big tendency of mine is I get in these relationships and I, d I honestly just want them to like me and I kind of I'll change myself to make mm -hmm. that happen. I'll change my lifestyle, my morals, whatever it is to get them to like me and then once they like me, I'm like, well, this isn't the life I wanted. And then I'll peace out. And I've kind of had that. It, it really did start there in high school. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then in college. Got to college and dated a guy right off the bat. Honestly, we met at freshman orientation. Just like you met me. <laughs> but we stuck it through. Matt. We made it through. <laughs> you and the other guy, not so much. There is this guy in my like freshman orientation group who I saw. He was super cute. He had long curly hair. And I was like, you're my type. Yes. And so anyways, we became friends and then classic friend situation turned into boys, boyfriend, girlfriend situation. Tell about Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. I was just telling me about this the other day. This is why Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday and it started because of this. Mm -hmm. So I had the biggest crush on this guy. His name's Joe. I had the- Wow, you're really giving I'm, all the names. Yes. <laughs> well, Joe and Timmy, I mean- Those are pretty generic. There's okay, probably yeah. a thousand out there. And I'm really hoping 
they're not here. Yeah, let's hope. Okay, anyways, <laughs> but um, so uh, I had the biggest crush on him, but I didn't think he had a crush on me, like at all. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I like think this guy's like amazing. And I didn't think he liked me. And then I walk up to my dorm room and my door is literally decorated like with like, uh, what do you call that? Rose. It was, it was a paper, with right? Paper and then roses on top. Roses, yeah. And it said like, will you be my Valentine? Joe. And I mean, as a freshman girl, like having a crush from afar, like oh, that is like that's a best day deal. of my life. And I remember this because we yeah. weren't friends at this point, but I was kind of friends with Joe. And it was, I think you somebody posted it maybe online, right? Did you post it? Did we post it? I don't even know if we had Instagram back then. There was definitely a picture. Maybe it was Facebook. Yeah. And I remember seeing this and I feel like it was like all the talk at Belmont about like what Joe did for you on Valentine's Day. Like it was pretty pretty cool. You're making us sound pretty popular. (laughs) I mean, Joe was cool. I don't know about you. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's why I was so surprised. It was a dream come true. Anyways, but um, that was when we first started dating mm-hmm. and um we dated then for the next four and a half years a very long time and um we were like totally best friends and then um he decided he actually decided to drop out of school and pursue his like passion and dream and music and basically um through and I was starting delight at that time Mac and I were um pouring like our heart and soul into delight Mm -hmm. as he was pouring his heart and soul into music and his dreams and passions. And it was so good because we were following our passions, which is so important to do. Um, But in the midst of it, we just kind of got like a little bit more distant from each other and graduating college, which I mean, this is a crazy time in life. Like you're graduating college and half of your friends are in like super serious relationships and might be engaged or about to be. And then the other half is like single and just has been single for a while. And I don't know that first couple of years of your out of college, you're, you're like mid twenties. You just think that that's going to, you think you're going to get married. And yeah. so I was here like thinking that was either going to happen or I was going to have to like, if that didn't happen, I was going to start all over. And yeah. so as we got more distant from each other, I like started to have like a lot of doubts and mm-hmm. for actually I was in a worship service one night and I was sitting and standing in the back and like all of a sudden I heard the Lord kind of speak over my life or, you know, I obviously didn't hear his voice like vocally, but it was something like in my gut and in my spirit that was like telling me that, um, I needed to surrender something to him. And so the pastor actually got up on stage and was like, come forward if there's anything you need to like pray about or need to give to the Lord. And right then and there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. I need to do this. And as I was walking up there, I literally walked up there with so much faith because in worship settings, you're like, I'll do anything. (laughs) You're like ready to go. And then um, realized as I was walking up there that I was not ready to go. And basically um, just like told the Lord, no, I was like, Mm -hmm. I was not, I think you're talking about somebody else. Like I actually like thought that that was maybe Satan's voice over my life. Like the devil kind of like manipulating a healthy relationship and trying to get us to break up. And um, it was super hard. And for the next like eight months, I like really could not discern like what the Lord was telling me and then what the enemy was telling me. And I mean, every single morning, like my quiet time, like that's like the only thing I could think of. Like, yeah, I remember asking the Lord, like, just tell me, just give me an answer. Like, what am I supposed to do? And that never happened. And I realized that at some point I was just going to have to like, like step out in faith mm-hmm. and, 
um, that's kind of what I did is we, we basically broke up one night in the car eight months later. And I realized through that whole thing is that like, there really truly are two people that are speaking to you, like the enemy speaking to you or God's voice is speaking over your life. And like, it's hard to discern that, but like God's voice is the one that's like good. That's clear. That's like speaks promises that speaks life, positive things over you. And and enemy's voice is confusion. It's negative things. It's insecurities. Mm -hmm. It's all these like negative things that like make you feel anxious. And that's exactly what it was. And, um, I'm so glad like I took a step of faith and like I realize now looking back that and it's still like this today with my dating life. I was I was single for two years after Mm -hmm. that. And um, the Lord just taught me a lot about discerning God's voice versus the enemy's voice and just stepping out in faith. And even I've been in relationships since then and I still struggle with a lot of doubt. And as the flirt, commitment is just hard. And so um, I've had to use a lot of godly discernment in it all and like trust his promises, like lean on the positive things, the good things, the fruitful things and trust that. And if that's not present in my relationship, like you just need to take a step of faith and break it off. And I've realized that's probably the hardest part of it all is actually that breakup conversation. But if it isn't of God, it's going to leave you totally astray. Yeah. Um, So anyways, I just went into a lot of my dating life, but I've learned a lot of what it looks like to like step out in faith first of all, And like, if it's not right, it's not right. And you have to move on because God's promises, like God's future for you is better than you can ever imagine. If there's not peace filled in that, Mm. in your relationship, if there's not like positive, fruitful things coming out of it, then that's not for you. And then the second thing I've had to learn is just like, um, to, to like, not just chase after relationships for affirmation and intention Mm. and to chase after them for like purpose. Yeah, that's so good. I think it's cool. And something that I feel like so many people need to hear is, you know, you felt these doubts and God called you to step away from a relationship. And it took two years of like dealing with that. It wasn't like you stepped yeah. away and you were like, I made the right choice. All is good. Yay. You know, it's two years. It's not an immediate thing, but how much growth, like as a bystander, I've watched you do. And I just feel like these days you have so much more confidence and in, in God's voice in your life. Whereas before you were kind of stunted you didn't know what to do or what decisions to make not just in your dating life but kind of in other areas of your life too so yeah totally also I'm going to say one more quick thing too yeah. that taught me a lot about that discernment and I hope this relates to a lot of people listening too when I broke up within that long-term relationship when we broke up we didn't even I well I guess we grabbed a quick dinner like eight months later for a different reason but we didn't talk once after that breakup. Mm. And I think it was really pivotal in like the healing process for me and the Lord. Like, um, I needed to, and I learned a lot then of what it sounds like to hear God's voice and the enemy's voice. Like when you're alone like that, the amount of loneliness you feel after that long of a relationship and abandoning that is like so intense and so real. And you're going to be so tempted. Like I was so tempted to reach out to him and just say, Hey, or just like sit, get attention or whatever it is. And I heard like the enemy's voice speak that over me. Like confusing thoughts like negative thoughts things like that and I had to be so disciplined to like put that aside and be like no I'm listening to God's voice and Mm -hmm. tangibly I would do that by like sometimes putting away my Instagram not even looking at deleting him off of everything I also had to like go on runs and like run it out anytime I felt like I was gonna text him or do something I would go for a run and that like helped me get my mindset back into like 
like the listening to the Lord's voice and all these things. But I think that's so important that after breakups and after experiencing that to be like super disciplined in your faith more than ever. Yeah. So, so good. Okay. But regardless, okay, there's my whole saga of dating life and gosh. Okay. Now I want to hear a little bit about yours. I think Matt, Mac has a really cool platform to speak into um, a lot of women's lives out there. So anyways, take it away, Mac. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was always a girl who avoided talking about dating and relationships for the longest time because honestly, I was pretty embarrassed about my lack of experience. So I didn't date at all in high school. I didn't date at all in college. Um, I really didn't start dating until post-college. I mean, I had like guys I was into and that I would hang out with or go on dates with, but never like was in a serious relationship or any sort of relationship. And so for a long time, um, I think always, maybe from like a young age, I got my heart broken pretty badly in high school just through not a relationship, but through like a, a guy that um, I really, really liked and who I spent a lot of time with. But we, you know, we, he never wanted to be in a relationship with me. And that was really hard and hurtful. And so because of that, I built so many walls to protect myself. Like I experienced what that felt like. And I thought I will never let that happen to me again. Like I will never let a guy have that much power in my life again. So I got really good at building walls and um, not letting anybody in and I think that's where this fear of vulnerability really comes from in this area of my life is I experienced that and I just never wanted it to happen again and so in a lot of ways it was good because in high school and college I was so focused on my walk with the Lord and I was so focused on the things that he was calling me to and I really like jumped all the way in like I think that's been so much a part of my story of delight and everything is I never had anything holding me back from saying yes like I'm a thousand and fifty percent into this and so um, for a long time I really did that but I got really good I think in the midst of that at just numbing this pain of of loneliness and numbing this desire to to want to experience that one day and to like have that be a part of my story like I've always been the girl that at the end of the day like loves love and loves to talk about boys and like loves all the rom-coms and all those things so I knew that was a part of me but I just I didn't know even how to go about like in a healthy way pursuing that and so post-college, I really um, just tried to open myself up to that and <laughs> kind of just been more open to dating. And I'm still not very open, but we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always try to tell her that, like, I'm like, Mac, you got to, like, you know, just be yourself. Like, you're so fun. You're so flirty. <laughs> like, you know, you can do you. And I'm like, you have walls up. She's like, walls? No, I don't. <laughs> she like, won't even admit it. She's starting to, yes. I'm starting to admit it. So it's actually funny. Ken's tried to set me up with somebody a few months ago. I'm just going for this. I'm like trying to be vulnerable. Okay. I'm trying to think of which guy. Are we talking about the 5'2 that- guy? Or- no, no, no. Uh, oh, that's, I should say that. One time, the first time Ken tried to set me up with somebody, uh, the guy was a foot shorter than me, straight <laughs> up. And I was like, okay, yes, I'll go on a date with him. But I'd, I'd only seen like pictures. I didn't know his height. And he picks me up for a date and we're walking out and I can feel all of my roommates watching from the house as I am a foot taller than him. And I'm not even <laughs> that tall of a girl, you know? I'm pretty yeah, average. Yeah, that and was so funny. He was that short. Was funny. I hope he found love. I hope, I, I think he got married actually. Whoa, so. you we're Ball happy him? for him. Are, are you happy? 
Yeah, of I'm course. happy for him. <laughs> but another time, Ken tried to set me up with somebody and hung out a couple of times. And she seriously, afterwards, she was like, you are so closed off. You have got to work on this. Yeah, because this time I heard a little inside scoop. So yeah, I was like, I side. know what you're doing now. You're not yeah. being your fun, lady self. Yeah, and it's not so much that I, you know, don't open myself up or anything. I think I'm just so afraid of... of liking somebody or really having feelings for somebody or giving a piece of my heart to somebody and then being rejected in the end or being let down in the end or feeling like I got distracted from like what it really is that God's calling me to. And so I think for like women out there, first of all, if you've never dated somebody, if you've never had a relationship, if you've never had your first kiss, like that is so normal. And I just want to normalize that because Mm -hmm. I feel like we don't normalize that often. Um, And don't be ashamed of that. Like, I think that's so cool and beautiful. And like, you probably have other areas of your life that are so strong and, um, um, so alive because you haven't given all of your time and attention to dating and relationships and have a ton of breakups in your past or things like that. So don't be ashamed of that. Like, honestly, I don't think I had my first kiss until I was 20. So that's not weird. None of this is weird. I think that's just good to be able to say to women because mm-hmm. I, when I was, you know, in 19 or 20, I thought I was so weird and I never wanted anybody to know that. And I was so ashamed of that. And so I think just normalizing that. And then secondly, like I'm somewhere in this balance of, you know, really trying to pursue God's heart. And the more that I pursue God's heart, I really feel like him just kind of um, taking those walls down brick by brick and being able to like be okay with rejection and being able to be okay with being vulnerable because every time that I'm vulnerable um, in my life, I feel that intimacy with God grow so tangibly. Like I really feel it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so cool that the depth of my intimacy here on earth a lot of times does match the depth of my intimacy with God. And so Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to step into that. And yeah, honestly, like over the last couple of years, like have I gone without being hurt? No, like there's been some moments that have hurt as I've tried to like pursue this. But at the same time, I think I'm learning so much and God's teaching me a lot. And I'm really just trying to not let that fear or not let like my intimidation factor that I know I can kind of pull into play when I want to keep me from pursuing like the things that God might have for me. So yeah, yeah. that's so good and so vulnerable. Ooh, trying, oh, my pulse is racing. I'm <laughs> feeling hot right now. That's amazing. That's <laughs> hilarious. But what I love about just hearing, listening to you and hearing other stories and it's, it's crazy. Like everybody's dating lives and like how that pans out the timing of it how you approach it everything's gonna look different for everybody like God wired people differently our personalities differently and also he made everybody's story uniquely and specifically and so I hope throughout this podcast that you'll really recognize that that it's Mm -hmm. really about what God's doing in your life and the way he wired you and he made you to be amazing that you really need to like trust and look at and dive into. So we're excited about the rest of the podcast. You're going to hear stories of girls just like you and stories of girls so different from you. Um, You'll hear all about the different types of daters, what their tendencies are, what their biggest fears are, what they're like in their relationship, what they're like in their singleness. Um, And then we're going to teach a lot about what, or we're going to share what God is 
teaching us this yeah. whole time. And yeah. And that's what I love yeah. about it. Everybody that we interview are real, real girls, real people. Like these aren't celebrity, famous Instagrammers, speakers or anything like that. Like they're just like you and me. And yeah. I feel like God is teaching them such cool, beautiful things. Just like he's taught us things, just like he's teaching the girls that are listening to this. And so I'm really excited about going on this journey. And I truly believe that God has so much in store for each of our love stories yeah. and that that love story truly does like what you said, Ken's like it truly begins with our love story with him and that yeah. um, every time when you listen to one of these episodes, like you feel closer to him, you feel like your heart is understood and known, like you, you don't feel alone in whatever it is you're walking through or going through when it comes to dating and relationships. So it's going to be like girls night, girl chat. Every day of the week. I love All it. All the time. I'm so excited for what's ahead. So here we go. Thank you for listening to today's episode of For the Girl. If you want to know more about discovering your dating personality or the how to prepare for your future love story book, go to www.delightministries.com slash for the girl. If you're in college and looking for a Christ-centered community on your campus, go to www.delightministries.com slash delight chapters to join or start a delight chapter on your campus. Special thanks to our executive producer, Sam Gidley, for making this episode happen and for listening to all things for the girl. See See you you next week. week.